This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Kristen Roberts. Kristen's the Vice President of Market Development at Freesia. She's going to talk to us today about a specific subject that's near and dear to almost everybody's minds and hearts today. How do you improve patient access even in a staffing crisis? Kristen and Freesia, truly a brilliant company, has had tremendous success before the pandemic and through the pandemic. So we'll get a chance to visit with Kristen today about a lot of these subjects. Kristen herself is, is going to talk about Freesia's appointments offerings today and, and what they've done in terms of commercializing products and improving patient access and driving appointments for provider clients. Before joining Freesia, Kristen was a management consultant at Booz Allen, Booz & Company, uh, where she led product launches and also growth strategy engagements. She's also been a consultant at ZS Associates. So generally, brilliant, brilliant person. Thrilled to get a chance to visit with Kristen today. Kristen, before we get started, can you take a moment and do a better job of introducing yourself than I did, and also tell us a little bit about Freesia, and then we'll jump into the discussion. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me, Scott. I really appreciate it. And I thought that was a fantastic intro. Um, so thank you. As you mentioned, I work at Freesia. Freesia is a patient intake company. We're really focused on engaging patients at the point of care when they come in for their visit. And we have a new division called patient access, which is really moving upstream in that patient journey to help patients get scheduled and make sure that they can come in for their care. Thank you. And, and take a moment on what are some of the issues that healthcare systems and organizations are facing today regarding access? Talk a little bit about some of the challenges being faced. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about patient access because it's so important, uh, such an important topic today and making sure that patients really have the right access to care. And, you know, my area of expertise and what I'm going to focus on is really the part of access where patients are getting scheduled for care. And there are a multitude of challenges in this space. And it really centers around how manual it still is today, both for staff and for patients. Um, it's just a ton of work, you know? Like if you think about the provider organizations, they have call center reps and they have schedulers and they're responsible for fielding sometimes hundreds of calls that come in. And on top of that, they're supposed to be doing outbound outreach to patients to make sure they remind them of their appointments, they fill cancellations, um, they're spending a ton of time sending referrals, following up on those referrals and making sure patients get scheduled. And then on the patient side, they're doing a ton of work to get care too. I mean, Scott, I can tell you, I have a family member who went to a specialist a few months ago. He ended up needing surgery, nothing serious or urgent, um, but the, they told him, you know, the surgery scheduler will call you and no one ever called. And he calls the, you know, the specialist office, but of course the specialist office people are not the same as the surgery scheduling people. And so there's this back and forth and there's leaving messages and they call him when he's at work. So he doesn't get it. And, you know, he actually ended up just going to a different specialist because it took so long to just get scheduled for care. And it just really shouldn't be that hard. Right. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people have stories like that, unfortunately. I think that is so true. It, navigating health systems, finding the right access point, getting through to the right person, finding the right specialist is so, so challenging. And talk about how the healthcare staffing crisis 
is exasperating some of these challenges. I mean, how is that making some of the access users harder? With it's so hard to staff some of these call centers, so hard to staff these navigation positions and so forth. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's huge right now. I think we're seeing this across the whole country on in all different types of provider organizations where um, they just don't have the staff they need. And what that does is it just amplifies those problems that were already there. So the hold times to get through get longer, the scheduling delays um, get longer, and you know you don't have enough people to make some of those outbound calls. So a lot of patients just aren't getting scheduled for that routine care. Um, and there's burnout. You know, I talked to an OBGYN group yesterday who said the last few months their deliveries are up 20%, but they're short-staffed. So everyone's overworked, they're really stressed out, yet the patients don't become any less demanding. They want to be seen the same day. Uh, so it's really interesting. Their revenue's up, but their patient satisfaction and their staff satisfaction are way down. And I think they'll have a lot of trouble, you know, retaining those patients going forward. But I do, well, I do think there are, sorry, go ahead, Scott. No, but, the, but there really is a situation where there's uh, systems are very, very busy again. A lot of it with care that was put off during the pandemic. Patients are, as much as else was trying to get better and better at navigation, it's very, very challenging. Patients are frustrated. They're, they're used to doing things differently outside of healthcare. Talk about some of the, you know, opportunities. What are some of the opportunities to improve this? That's right. So if I think about the staffing environment today and some of those gaps in care that you mentioned that we're seeing because of the pandemic, I think there's really two big areas for improvement. One is to clean up the referrals process because that's really still quite messy today. Um, and the second is schedule management and just the ability to add some more automation there. And, and, and talk about schedule management because everybody wants more automation because this trying to get through the call center and trying to figure it out has become more and more challenging. Talk about the opportunities for automating schedule management and so forth. There's a, there's a story I've heard about um, an internal medicine doctor who had a patient who was diagnosed with cancer and was referred to an oncologist, but they couldn't get, they couldn't get seen for like four weeks. Um, and then that, that same internist and the, met the oncologist at like the cafeteria in the facility where they both worked and they were getting to talking and, um, you know, this patient came up and they said, you know, I have a patient who's really trying to get in to see you, but, um, couldn't get in for four weeks. And the oncologist said, you know what? I have a couple of cancellations. I actually have, um, some time I could see her tomorrow. Would you like her to come in tomorrow? And so I think. The answer is yes, definitely. Obviously, you know, patients want to come in sooner for care. But the question is, why, why are patients being scheduled so far out um, where, where there's gaps on the schedule? And I think there's this, this general disconnect throughout healthcare between supply and demand, essentially. So there's patients who want to be seen quickly, but they can't get an appointment for weeks out. And then there's providers that have gaps in their schedules, and that could be, you know, no-shows, that could be cancellations the day of or the day before. And if a scheduler wants to try to fill one of those cancellations, what we've heard is that can take like 45 minutes. So they're calling all these patients and they're trying to find one that can come in tomorrow. And, you know, given that staffing crisis, you, you definitely don't have enough schedulers 
to do that. So those slots just stay empty and you're missing opportunities to treat patients. And when you're not treating patients, you obviously can't bill for services during those slots. So um, the other interesting impact is that is if a provider is not working to capacity, it just keeps pushing out that next available appointment. And that's why we're seeing a lot of providers who are booked weeks and weeks out. Um, and automation would be great for this. Like why take 45 minutes of your scheduler's time when an automated system could do that in five minutes, right? You can automate finding the right patients. You can do the outreach. You can send them a text and then actually pull them forward and move their appointment. So, you know, patients can get seen sooner. Providers have a fuller schedule. It's really a win-win if you can just add some more automation to, to something simple like that, like a, a, an open slot in the schedule. And it's also important because we all know you schedule something four to six weeks out. If your doctor can't get you in within the time you want to really get in, there's just also a higher likelihood you go find another doctor too, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, patients are consumers now. They're going to shop around. And, and talk about, is there this ability to automate these schedules? What can be done? Is this something that Freesia has a, has a system for, an application for? How do you do this? How do you improve this? Yeah, there are definitely some systems out there. Freesia has one called Appointment Accelerator. Um, and it's pretty easy to set up. You just kind of configure what appointments are eligible to be moved forward and you kind of set it and forget it, right? So you have these staff who are, you know, so busy. And this is something that can just kind of run in the background and find patients and move them forward and fill these empty slots. And I think, Scott, there's one other area that's important to talk about, which is around referral management, since that's such a messy process today and can really, really ripe for improvement as well. And, and talk about that a little bit, please. So I think referrals are just a really interesting subset of appointments or patient access because they're so important to making sure people get the care they need. They're important to specialists, obviously, because it's the, the lifeblood of their practice. It's how they run their business. It's also important to the primary care or referring providers because they're often responsible for and may even go at risk for the whole health of their patient population. So when they send a patient out for specialty care, they are on the hook. They need to make sure that that patient gets seen. Um, and it seems so simple sending a patient to another provider, but there's a ton of places where that communication breaks down. Um, one, there's just a lot of different ways that referrals get sent that are mostly very archaic um, compared to other industries that you can look at. So, you know, we actually published a white paper a few months ago that showed that more than half of providers are still sending referrals through fax, um, which is just crazy. I mean, it's, it's probably not that surprising for people who work in healthcare because they see this every day, but it's crazy. Like they're actually sending paper faxes um, we actually had um, a conversation with an eye care group a couple of years ago. This was a group that uh, their main service that they provided was cataract surgery. Um, so this is, you know, the types of procedure that brings in thousands of dollars in revenue. Um, they often would fly in these, their surgeons from other states to do these surgeries. Um, and it's 100% referral business. This is, you know, they get all of their business from 
optometrist or optom or ophthalmologist in their area, and we asked them, you know, how do you how do you manage those incoming referrals? And they said, well, you know, they come in through fax, and then we just store a stack of paper in a drawer. And I couldn't believe that, right? Like these these um, high end, you know, cataract surgeries, these you know, really um, revenue driving cases are are being handled in such you know such an old fashioned way through through paper and through fax. So it's very common, and um, it's it's you know it's easy to send a fax, but it's very hard to keep track of. Once you send it, there's really no way to know what's going on with your patient. It's, it's difficult to keep them organized. So, you know, all of these issues mean uh, we've seen industry data that as many as half of all referrals actually don't get scheduled, which is just mind blowing to me. Like these are patients who have been told by a healthcare provider that they need specialty care and up to half of them are actually just not getting that care. So right, I mean, I mean, truly, truly amazing when you see people still doing it by fax, and just the the amount of labor intensity that that takes for somebody to grab that fax, try and schedule it, try and figure out if it's right, try and figure out if there are all the things that go with it for some kind of electronic modality that at least for seventy, eighty percent would eliminate the need for a human touch on it, which would be tremendous. That's right. I think, you know, it's so disturbing to think about all those patients who might not be getting the care that they need, but there are a couple good ways to address that. You know, I think there's probably two in my mind that really, that really pop out. One is just having a direct line of communication between the provider that's sending the referral and the one receiving the referral. And I mean like a two-way communication, not just a fax. That helps make sure those patients actually get scheduled and can close the loop. And then on the receiver side or the specialist, just having a place to put all those referrals that are coming in through fax or phone call or paper, however they're coming in, just getting them into one place is really helpful to make sure that none of those patients are, are going to get lost in the shuffle. And so ultimately, this is another case where technology really just provides a lot of opportunity to fill some of those gaps. Healthcare organizations are trying to improve patient access. I mean, this is so critical. I know I had a call for a dermatology appointment, more information than everybody needs to know, but I was able to get in when I needed to get in, and so I didn't go searching for the next dermatologist, but this is so common. Like, I just have another colleague searching for a hand specialist, and if the hand specialist can't get him in right away, you know, although this is supposed to be a great, great hand specialist, he'll try and find another one. So this is so important to keeping revenues, billing, everything moving in the right direction, what advice do you give health systems to do better at this, to improve patient access, to improve these kinds of things? Overall, I think just need to work smarter with fewer people. You know, having fewer staff is the reality now. That's that staffing crisis we talked about. So you've got to find tools that can help you bridge those gaps. And you need tools that are going to be easy to set up and use immediately and tools that are going to just cut out those manual tasks um, because a lot of those can be automated. And then you can use your staff to focus on more important things, things that actually need a person's attention, like a better patient experience. That's, that's much more important for your staff to focus on. And let's be honest, patients want to use technology, you know, even older patients we've seen. So, you know, they're used to, to doing it everywhere else in their life. Like why not in healthcare too? So, Ultimately, you get to see more patients, you get to see them sooner, 
And that's really everyone's goal is to provide the care that people need. I mean, so, so critical. And, and it, it's an issue where both leaving patients untreated if you don't do this, you're leaving revenues on the table, and you're ultimately sending patients elsewhere if you don't take care of this and start to automate this. It's not, you're, you're not taking anybody's job away, quite frankly. These are jobs that are almost impossible to fill anyways. And so you're, right. you're, you're basically streamlining a system that, that just desperately needs streamlining by trying to automate more of this. It's not going to take away all the need for humans, of course, but it's going to help sort of normalize or rationalize the right amount of people to the right amount of technology to just improve scheduling. It's so, so important. We all see it in all the applications we use outside of healthcare, don't we? That's right. Fantastic. Kristen, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's really amazing the impact that Freesia has had on the operation of health systems over the last several years. It's an amazing company. I want to thank you for your sponsorship. I want to thank you for joining us today. Just a pleasure to visit with you. For our audience, Please subscribe and listen to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Kristen Roberts, just magnificent. Thank you for joining us today, and, and thanks for visiting with us.